Blog Talk Radio. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron. A podcast featuring Elvira Love and Deborah Voith, two out-of-the-broom-closet professional witches with over 70 years' combined experience of making magic. This is a show on the LMC radio network. During each episode, Elvira and Deb will help you create rituals, cast spells, make potions, and much more besides. They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Deb, take it away. Hello. Uh, Hi there. We are the witch, the priestess, and the cauldron, and I am Deborah Voice here with co-host Elvira Love. In keeping with this month's theme um, of shadow work, tonight we we will be talking about the magic of self-acceptance. But first, we're going to take a few minutes just to catch up with each other, um, because it's been, well, actually now it's been a couple of weeks (laughs) since we uh, (laughs) weren't able to uh, connect on um, your last week um so i have yes i guess i've been up to uh just a lot of things have been very crazy and intense but in in a good way um i did spend a couple of weeks in the woods um and then um i came back for a few days um i was setting candles for people and uh working my um bell work for people and um then i caught up with that pretty much and then i went to uh new orleans um for the first time um we went on friday and then we came back last night so i'm um i'm tired but it's a good tired um unfortunately where i am there are no direct flights (laughs) to nola and um so um, it, it actually took us uh, like 12 hours to get there. The first um, day, the way back was a little quicker, but uh, but it was it was great. I love the food, uh, Bourbon Street, uh, the music, the art, and the architecture. Um, we stayed at a place called Grenoble House um, that was recommended to me by my son Adrian, um, and it's right on it's right in the french quarter on uh dauphine street and um it it was beautiful it was very um very kind of old style with uh high ceilings and fireplaces and uh, winding staircases and um it wasn't you know i was expecting kind of like a a room or like uh, a room and a half or something but it was like a small apartment like um has like a bedroom and a kitchen and a living room uh to it i was i was really surprised um 
um, you know, and then we ate a lot of very good food. Um, I was introduced to the chicory coffee and the uh, beignets every morning. Uh, we would go out and eat some of those. Those beignets are, if people don't know, they're um, kind of like, um, well, I always think of my Polish grandma when I was eating them because they're like fried bread like little squares or triangles with a bunch of powdered sugar on them, but they're really, really good. Um, yeah, so we went um, we went to a place called the Redfish, which was spectacular and ate a lot of good food there. We um, walked around Jackson Square and looked at St. Louis Cathedral, which is pretty cool. Uh, I lit a candle in there. <laughs> um, and then we went to the pharmacy museum and uh, we listened to live music over at Lafayette Square. Um, what else did we do? We did like um, a self-guided tour of the garden district and we saw Anne Rice's house. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> and lots of big oak trees. <laughs> <laughs> um, Oh, and we went by, uh, I didn't get to the St. Louis Cemetery, but we went by the Lafayette Cemetery, number one. Um, And we could not enter, but I was able to collect and pay for a little graveyard dirt at the cemetery gate when nobody was looking. Oh, nice. Yeah, and I left a few coins. I did the proper um, buying of graveyard dirt. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And then um, oh, one more thing, we went on, uh, I know we did a bunch more things, but something that was kind of fun is we went on an adults-only ghost, voodoo, vampire, and horror walking tour. Yeah, we got to hear the macabre history um, of many of the uh, past um, of the French Quarter, um, and our tour guide was excellent. He was, um, yeah, he was very, he was very much fun. Uh, so that really was my main focus of the week. How was your week, Elvira? Well, obviously, with our technical malfunctions, uh, <laughs> of, not of our keeping, it you know kind of threw me a little because I was all ready. But um, the rest of the week, you know, was there was a, a certain uh, tempo of emotions and situations that seemed to be, you know, right in keeping with uh, the solar eclipse going, you know, and the dark moon and all of the different things going on. And for the sake of, you know, just <clears> – <throat> what was going on in my regular world. I mean, it was very things that normally would have been uh, not great, upsetting. Maybe a, a cuss word would come out. Mm-hmm. This was like super dramatic. So not only was did I have clients with the things that were going on that was really intense mm-hmm. and dramatic, but then I'd get off and something would happen. I mentioned this. I stubbed my toe. And instead of it being a little bit of an owl, it was like major writhing on the floor, you know. It's like, oh, you know, not blood, thank goodness, but just a lot of pain. And Oh, no fun. Yeah. And it was, yeah. but in the light of, of all that was going on, um, there's, you know, 
several birthdays in the family that um, have been occurring in this time frame. And so, of course, there's a lot of gathering together and, and celebrating and all the rest. Of it. I actually, you know, had a wonderful time with my daughter going to Eureka Springs on Monday because she didn't work that day. And I basically said, I'm, I'm off and we're going to go do this. And we just hung out and, and had a real great time um, enjoying conversation and we you know they've got some wonderful stores there stone stores you know crystal stores and things and so it was a lot of fun so that was really nice and you know there was kind of a a self-exploration and because of what we're going to be talking about and I will Mm -hmm. wait till we get into it but it was very interesting about different things going on with um, my personal personal growth, because anything that mm-hmm. I look at that can be coming up in my life, I think of it, it may not always be the moment I'm going, oh, this is personal growth, so I understand it. Mm-hmm. it you know, but it will come mm-hmm. as a dawning uh, in the consciousness and kind of reframe mm-hmm. things. But um, I got up my Halloween stuff, um, which I was all excited mm-hmm. about, because where I live is, <laughs> Ten houses on one street, and then below me is ten houses. So this little this little group is twenty houses. Um, combination of you know senior people and you know family, but you can't really go trick or treating here. It's just not as you know easy as in downtowns and you know structured tract homes. But I put up all my skeleton dragons and you know. Um, Hounds and you know the inside of my house is just like it's not as bad as when I get into Christmas because I get really over over jealous. <laughs> but this was fun and my daughter of course got to do her house and so I was over there and I love going over because what she's gained from the fact that I have always been like a super decorator for Halloween and Thanksgiving and Christmas, um, not so much throughout the rest of the year except you know certain personal holidays but she's taken on just as much enthusiasm and I was you know just excited so I mean it's going to be interesting because I think this year uh, as it was last year it was uh, you know it's going to be a school night so it's going to be interesting how you know trick-or-treating goes but I'm looking forward to it. So that's kind of where I'm at. You know, I'm I'm seasonal right now, and we're we're working our our way through that. And as we go, I'm turning this back over to you so we can get started on our topic. Um, I hope your toes doing better, man. I have broken a couple of toes that way. <laughs> oh, it's I did no one fun. that it was just like you know the little toe and it went it went against a cabinet and so it went literally at a right angle oh yeah and it was it didn't luckily there were it was without breaking my chiropractor put it back in place and then I taped it up because you can't you you know even if it's a broken toe you can't put a splint on it so yeah very much I found that out the hard way Yeah. So yeah, but it is it is yeah. feeling much better. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. 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 Um, so um, so last week we 
uh, or the week before, uh, we had looked at our shadow and um, some of the ways um, of tapping into or transforming those aspects of ourselves. Um, so that's kind of like setting the groundwork for uh, for going into the whole thing of self-acceptance. Uh, so in continuing this month's theme of shadow work, we'll uh, discuss kind of like the opposite side of the coin, uh, which is keep peace with yourself um, through self-acceptance. And um, so with the shadow work process, um, that's, I think, the first step in, you know, leading to uh, transformation, um, which is the stepping stone to self-acceptance. And this higher vibrational state of self-acceptance elevates us um, not only in our body, mind, and spirit, but also in our magical and spiritual practices. Um, and um, so to define self-acceptance, I guess, is pretty self-explanatory. But it's basically being able to accept yourself in totality, your strengths and your weaknesses, um, your talents and your personal faults. And it's getting to know um, all which makes you up in totality and seeing yourself as you are without any filters and being able to have um, compassion for yourself. Um, so that, I believe with, um, you know, loving yourself or accepting yourself always starts with um, a decision. We can choose to we can choose self-acceptance no matter, you know, what our past has been and no matter how we feel about ourselves in this moment. Um, and it's really not about, like, how we look. You know, self-love and acceptance isn't about what we weigh or how much money we have. Um, self-acceptance is truly unconditional, and it's about who you are of yourself. Um, the desirable parts and the undesirable bits. Um, so many of us are, I think, many of us are conditioned into believing that we need to beat ourselves up <laughs> to, pro to progress um, or to progress as a way to get better or to achieve an outcome. But actually, when we put ourselves down um, by comparison or by self-labeling, we really... Um, actually trap ourselves, you know, and, and it really blocks us from getting into that self-acceptance. Um, and it's almost like a trap because you might have self-contempt and then pile on toxic shame on top of ourselves in the mistaken belief that that's going to motivate ourselves into some false perfection. And um, so... I think the main thing is like love and acceptance, whether it's within ourselves or within our neighborhood, um, creates union. And it's very healing. Um, this happens when we make the decision to love and accept ourselves unconditionally. And when we do that, then we're like at one with ourselves and we are at our full power. And, and I think that all of the, all of the topics a lot of what we've been discussing is really about personal power. So it kind of goes back to that. And when we don't um, 
accept ourselves. I mean, this creates like um, a personal split um, or division within ourselves. Um, and, you know, by extension, you know, when we say as above, so below, as within, so without, that also, you know, applies to like our community, uh, the people around us. Um, we're no longer at one and that we're divided, and we have decreased our power significantly. Um, so then the split-off parts of ourselves, um, it's, it becomes like, um, I've heard some people call them like hungry dogs. You know, those are the parts of ourselves that we cast aside, and then we're no longer at our full power because it takes so much energy to guard these hungry dogs and keep them at bay. And so um, we can choose to accept ourselves even if we have negative feelings about ourselves, which is our shadow talking. Um, lots of times we have like a out-of-proportion sense of self. Um, so I think that, you know, starting with that decision, <laughs> if we decide to accept ourselves, then we need to be willing to kind of like give ourselves time and attention. Um, self-acceptance is like a commitment to ourselves and to self-care um, and we need to like ask ourselves if we're taking enough time just to do like the basics because like I know a lot of people I have a lot of friends that are that routinely do not get enough sleep um, because they're, they're driving themselves um, mercilessly, you know, um, and do we give ourselves um, enough, you know, downtime to regroup or, or enough solitude, um, enough time to process our experiences, our emotions? Um, do we give ourselves enough time to be creative? And so really, I think that when we, you know, the first part of it is making that decision, but it, it really is a commitment. And so then you need to take the time to actually um, foster it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of times, you know, um, I know when I get, like, too busy, that's something that I challenges me a lot because I'll get very focused on one thing. And then any of the, you know, the good habits that I have start to fall to the side for a little bit, especially like when I get involved with a writing project or something um, that I'm very passionate about. And um, so any, you know, eating right, you know, exercising, lots of times they kind of, I get more choppy at it. I mean, that is routine. Um, And also, you know, just taking time for fun, you know, taking time for sex taking time just to be in touch with our feelings and um, not constantly putting off, you know, um, putting off living, you know, living in the moment or putting off gratification. Um, Mm -hmm. And I know years ago, some kind of self-help, I can't even remember who said it, but um, they would call like when people get into that and they're very driven, um, that you're becoming a human doing instead of a human being. And so um, so I think that it's basically, you know, that self-acceptance is um, the beginning of um, this, you know, 
being in touch with who we are, being okay with who we are, um, and then just, you know, committing to taking the time to take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lots of times I see, you know, being, you know, I was a registered nurse for many years, and um, and that's a real typical thing in that profession, too, where it's like you're the last person on the list to be taken care of. It's like you're taking care of everybody else and um, and not taking any time for yourself. Um, right. Yeah. Um, what are some of your thoughts on that, Elvira? Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, you know, you define self-acceptance, you know, being the act or state of accepting oneself. And, you know, individual acceptance of all of our attributes, positive or negative. And I think that's the part that, I mean, we're willing to look at our positives, but we fear our negatives and our weaknesses and the unconditional acceptance and love is part of it because, you know, what the idea here is is that what we're looking for is um, a platform for our personal growth, but that becomes a platform for our magical practices and our magical growth because of how they are both connected, obviously, through us. And it's interesting, um, I had a, you know, I grew up with Twiggy being our physical body structure and, you know, some of the other things. And, you know, so my body is definitely the Italian, you know, with, you know, your hips and, you know, not necessarily large boobs, but, you know, there's all of that to go into it. And it wasn't literally, it took me years to get to certain places even after having a baby and, you know, then my hips got a little wider, but, you know, okay. I wound up going to mm-hmm. Italy and I wound up getting off and started walking around. And we're not talking about Milan and, and all the fashion, <laughs> you know, places. But I started looking at women and the women had hips like mine. And it was almost like I'd come <laughs> home to my ethnic community. My, my It was like I saw them and they were just, you know, they were walking and doing and nobody was going out of their way to you know try to dress or do something different and that was my first real kind of like ah this was you know the feeling (laughs) and that feeling of self-acceptance you know especially in our body Mm -hmm. was what I hold Mm -hmm. now to things that may even be emotions or thoughts so you know my state of you know whatever's going on so that is really Mm -hmm. important and, you know, identifying, and we can go through different things about, you know, identifying something and quantifying it. And, but there's also mm-hmm. this main issue about feeling, that feeling content in our being, almost like we, we connect and when we put light into that area, it isn't that it takes away everything, but it lightens up that shadow and makes Mm -hmm. that energy kind of piecemeal come into balance because we're going to have, you know, shadow sides. We're going to have our temper. We're going to have, you know, our insecurities because we're always challenged every time we turn around in the world to maintain Mm -hmm. that, that process of balancing and, you know, working. And magic is the same way. 
It is always a process mm-hmm. of moving energy, you know, and balancing the things even when we're doing prayer work or candle work or spell mm-hmm. work or whatever. And I think that for me, seeing how I have, you know, in doing this particular um, topic, how it affected me personally when um, I was, you know, going through my week. And then, of course, you know, we had the, the whoops, we go to another week. And there was some <laughs> stuff that came up that, you know, challenged my ability to accept certain parts of myself. You know, there's the whiny kid, like, why doesn't anyone want to play with me, you know, and feeling all, you know, like, oh, nobody cared. And that was sort of heightened. And so it was, it was a way to take that and find another way to, to shift it. And out of that, you know, there were uh, different things I started to look at in terms of how, I saw that and then I went, okay, so I'll play with my dog or I will create, I got back into crocheting and, um, you know, there were things about going out, you know, I mean, oh, well, I don't have anyone I can go to the museum with. So I took myself to a museum, you know, I mean, those were the things that I started to work with, but it was funny that I had to experience that process understand Mm -hmm. that it it will never change and we will always have because we're human and we live in this world Mm -hmm. we will always have these challenges but it's being able to identify it quicker avoid Mm -hmm. repressing it or you know shoving it in a closet and you know like a kid you just shove in the closet and it's sitting there screaming and you go I'm walking out of the Mm -hmm. house I don't want to hear you Um, that Mm -hmm. kind of a thing to being able to find a way to create connection with that part and, un, you know, and look at mm-hmm. it and, and go, even if you have a crooked nose or you have big hips <laughs> or you oh, yeah. talk with a stutter, you are still this beautiful person and we can, you know, connect. So that's mm-hmm. kind of my thoughts on it. And I know that we're getting, I think, closer yes. to our Close to the break there. The break. Absolutely. I'm going to turn it back to you. (laughs) Yeah, I can so relate to everything you were saying. Um, I'm the kid that was like six feet tall by the time I was in sixth or seventh grade. Um, And, yeah, I think we better break. So thanks for for that, Elvira. We're going to take a short break, and then we're going to come back and delve a little deeper into the topic of self-acceptance. You're listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Stay tuned as more magic is coming your way right after these messages. LMC you're listening to the LMC Radio Network, broadcasting out of Forestville, California, on the World Wide Web at LuckyMojo.com. 
The LNC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Book Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman, Sundays, 3 to 4.30. Mystics, Mages, and Magical Places with Reverend Art and Reverend James, Mondays, 4 to 5.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, in syndication, Tuesdays. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Deborah Voigt, Tuesdays, 4 to 5. The Now You Know Show with Professor Porterfield, in syndication, Wednesdays. And The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Miss Phoenix LaFay, in syndication, Thursdays. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. We're back. <laughs> we are back. We are back. So, um, so, so continuing with the topic of self-acceptance, <laughs> I'm here. We I'm go. Partway here. I'm almost all the way here. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, we're gonna jump back into this. So, um, I guess. Um, well, self-acceptance or the not having of self-acceptance, I can relate. I've been um, all around the block with this sort of stuff. Um, like I was saying before, I was like the tall girl. You know, I was um, I have big feet. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I trip over my tongue frequently. And um, so I think that um, lots of times, you know, that whole feeling that I'm not enough or imposter syndrome, um, just those forms of self-judgment kind of slide in there. And um, I think that everybody has some form of challenge with that. Um, And so what I like to do is um, with people that are close to me, if I um, sorry, I'm out of breath. I just had I had to run downstairs and close the door. Sorry about that. Um, is um, if I have people that are that are close to me, um, that I can talk with, sometimes I like to be able to do a reality check because and it has to be with somebody that that I trust because um, I'm not sure if I'm perceiving something the right, or I wouldn't say the right way, but if I'm, you know, um, misjudging a situation. And so Mm -hmm. it really helps me to have um, other people around me who who I trust and who know me um, that will, uh, that can do like a check-in with. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. The other thing is, um, I think self-acceptance and self-confidence comes by kind of like letting go of ego and being yourself. I think that sometimes we get so conditioned to, um, like, internally managing our external selves to the outside world um, that our image of ourselves can become kind of distorted. 
And so in, um, in this way, as ego would have us be more or less than what we actually are, um, I think our distorted image then can have us see ourselves as either taller or shorter or younger or older or anything but what we truly are. Um, and when we do kind of like that constant image management um, or distortion, it takes a lot of energy. And then holding onto that um, ego-based persona can be like truly exhausting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, that's where like the negative self-talk can come in. And um, I have a friend that talks <laughs> that says, um, well, she's an artist and she does um, a lot of um, books of shadows. And she has one little book that she calls like her, her book of demons. And so the <laughs> These are all like go. the um, <laughs> these are all the uh, negative self talk. Um, she's and she's so talented. She's an artist and a singer, and um, and does a lot of wonderful things. And you wouldn't think that she would be someone who has that um, that inner critic going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but so this little committee of demons can sometimes crop up and. Um, fill our heads with rejection or judgment and that committee might tell you that you're an imposter or that you're not enough um so then when you um walk around with that that secret fear or um feeling like you just don't fit in um Mm -hmm. You have to be able to do something just to get rid of that. And um, that, so that's part of shadow work. Um, but the other thing is, like, when we do have those aspects of ourselves, instead of listening to the inner critic, I think if we just look at whatever it is, um, say it's, um, well, for years, I thought my feet were too big. I, I, I wear like a size 11. <laughs> um, but I used to try to sh- shove my feet into, I wanted to have a single digit foot. So I would try to put my feet into like a nine or something. <laughs> and talk about being uncomfortable. Yeah, that was just ridiculous. I think I actually used to be a size 10, but I, I believe my feet have gotten bigger as I've gotten older. Um, but anyway, so... Um, Anytime that um, we have something about ourselves that maybe um, we find unacceptable, the whole thing about self-acceptance is being able to to identify it and to know what that's what that is. And to just be okay, like just to look at it and not deny it, but to withhold judgment and to just be like, okay, that's a part of myself. And... Um, you know, just allow it to be there. And just by doing that lots of times, the whole um, power, like that whole negative side of it will greatly diminish um, just by us getting in touch with that and just being um, okay. It's almost like I kind of, it kind of makes me think of when I first started meditating and I 
started to realize that any of the thoughts that started to bombard my head, that I could just let them slide, you know, and, you know, maybe they'd come in one ear and they'd slip over my head and go out the other ear and they, you know, and they, I would just let them go. And I think that, um, that when I looked at the shadow aspects, getting into that whole self-acceptance is just me seeing that that's who I am and that that's a part of me and that that's okay and that I don't have to do anything about it. You know, I think that, you know, once we get that, you know, because there are things, you know, I guess to differentiate that there are things that we can understand about ourselves and that we can change, that we can say like, okay, um, well, when I was younger, I used to smoke um, cigarettes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, so I quit in 93. But, and that was really hard to do. But that was something that I knew wasn't healthy, that it was just not a good thing, and I wanted to, to quit. And so that was a huge challenge, and it was something that I wanted to change. But then there are aspects of ourselves that we're gifted with and that we can't change, like my big feet, you know. And so um, so then that's the sort of things about ourselves that we have to find a way to be okay with. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> yeah, well, you I know, know that's... To get real... Go ahead. <laughs> oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say that's... That's the self-acceptance that we, it's interesting. I mean, I know when we say, oh, self-acceptance, everyone goes, yeah, right, that's so easy, yeah, huh? But, you know, <laughs> part of it is mm-hmm. there's these different things. Like if you're, t- if, okay, you have a grandchild, I have a grandchild, um, they're going through their stuff, they get upset because they did something stupid and they feel dumb, mm-hmm. and you go up to them and you start giving them the positive reassurance of, you know, well, yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, that may have been something that was this way, but, you know, look at what you did and look at where we're going. And you kind of, you know, once you forgive yourself and Mm -hmm. you start practicing self-compassion, you you then start to stay Mm -hmm. in the present moment. And the present moment isn't Mm -hmm. about what was before and isn't about what is going to happen in the future. It is this moment. Mm -hmm. And then once you acknowledge and love your abilities in this moment, then it becomes the Mm -hmm. next moment and it becomes the next moment. And I think for us, we've been trained to look at the long distance in front of us rather than, which is good for goal setting and certain kinds of things, but for Mm -hmm. our personal um, selves, that's mm-hmm. giving us, we will, you know, it's actually a counterproductive process because, you know, uh, we keep, if we don't, if we're unable to make those things, then we keep thinking of ourselves mm-hmm. less and less, you know, as, as a less and less. And that's one of the reasons why I've always said deep breathe when I've had, you know, myself or my clients mm-hmm. um, is that stop and start to mm-hmm. deep breathe. And just get that because when you get into that Mm -hmm. deep breath into the belly and then you bring it back out and you let go and you come back in, Mm -hmm. you're in no place but that moment. And so you Mm -hmm. you shift that that physical being, but you shift the consciousness. And from there, 
doing something mm-hmm. physical like stretching or walking or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it is that you can do to get the body physically now moving puts you into mm-hmm. the moment again. And then you start looking at the situation and practicing things that, hell, your feet make you much more stable on this freaking ground, darling, because you're balanced, <laughs> you've got those feet there. Or my hips are, you know, good because they're going to be, you know, uh, they keep my body in a, in a certain way and there's a certain thing. You know, I mean, you start looking at the situation of accepting mm-hmm. because then you begin to get physically accepting of your body and what's that and then whatever the emotions are. And Mm -hmm. you can be terrified of being alone or terrified of starting a new job. I remember, honestly, the first job that I did (laughs) um, at a certain point, I was, they threw me in as a manager of a rental store, okay, rental furniture store. And I got Mm -hmm. my training and then I was given like the keys and that was what I was supposed to do. And literally I went and ate. I left and closed up because I could do that for lunch because it was just me. Mm-hmm. And then I came back and I went and I laid on one of the beds in the back and just started to breathe because I was terrified that I was not good enough, that I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And all mm-hmm. I had to do was just sort of recondition and breathe and then go back to the computer and go back to the things mm-hmm. that, you know, because they weren't as computerized as now. And Mm-hmm. That's just practical things, you know, in terms of our spirit work, how we look right. at are we really good enough? You know, can I really read Tarot? Do mm-hmm. I really know what the hell I'm saying? Is it yes. really, you know, and you mm-hmm. have to, if you can dial that back to breathe, you'll get in touch with that conduit and be able mm-hmm. to focus. And I know stress and emotion and all of that puts us outside of ourselves and we have to get back mm-hmm. inside. And, you know, the training that I learned from my father and, and you know, with the Reiki and breath work and everything basically mm-hmm. has stood me in good stead just for myself, but also to help anyone else, including my granddaughter when she, you know, starts to get all upset and cry and you can feel that shallow breathing crying and, and you just Mm -hmm. kind of Mm -hmm. have to, you know, kind of rework it. And that's very elemental. And we can Mm -hmm. go into a lot of things to go and identify and quantify. (laughs) I know that I use my journal Honestly, I, I can't tell you how many journals I have because when I packed myself to come here, there was a whole mm-hmm. tub of journals that I have kept over the years. And I don't, even, I don't even care to look back on them. It's not about reading. It was like mm-hmm. I will write what's out and I'm saying, I did this and I felt that and this is what it is. And I get it out mm-hmm. on that page and I leave it alone and I journal that way to, to mm-hmm. kind of take it out. So that's how I look at you know, what we need to, you know, practical things, but also, you know, we can get a little higher, but I think that's what I, I Mm -hmm. work with in terms of identifying and then working to change it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I know that, you know, we have a couple of things we want to want to do. And I know our time keeps getting faster and faster. I just can't believe it. But I know you have a ritual. 
Um, and um, yeah. I think at this point, you know, that something practical mm-hmm. for the people that are listening is really a good idea because yeah. I know we've talked about different mm-hmm. things and ideas, but I always love right. your rituals. No, <laughs> well, thanks. Um, yeah, I just, um, yeah, I, I love having um, the idea of creating a ritual uh, for self-compassion. And I do have like a real simple ritual that I've kind of modified from when I first got it. Um, and so this is um, for the self-acceptance ritual. Um, what you'll need is two crystals. You need um, one to let go of those things or to transform that are holding you back. And the other one, crystal you would use for self-acceptance and to be able to fill it with self-compassion. And so I like to use like one small uh, rose quartz and one small black obsidian. And um, so you can use this simple ritual, can be used at any time, um, just to foster self-acceptance and, um, and getting, you know, started on the path of healing um, your spirit. And so... For this spell, I would first take the um, the black obsidian in your right hand or your power hand, and um, just notice how the stone feels, just kind of nice and cool, and then starts to get warm in your palm. And as it starts to get warmed up in your palm, um, that's a sign that it's attuning to your auric energy. Um, so then. Take a couple of deep cleansing breaths and just meditate on anything that you are having a hard time accepting within yourself. Um, and just with the intent that you will be just able to observe it and be okay with it or that you uh, might want to transform it. But more you want to concentrate on focusing on self-acceptance. Um, don't rush. Take your time and just allow yourself to feel any feelings that you have. Let them wash over you. But don't hang on to them. You know, observe them with kind of a detached but loving um, um, focus. And then um, as you do this, just focus like all of your self-judgment and all of your other, you know, things that you are having a hard time with. Um, anything you want to transform, just see those things flowing into the stone. And because obsidian is very strong, <clears throat> it will not be harmed by it. Obsidian is an excellent conduit for absorbing negative or energy that you would like to transform um, because it will transfer this energy into the earth. So when you feel you're done, okay, in the past what I used to say with this stone was that um, to go out in nature and to throw the obsidian as far away as possible. But I was kind of rethinking that. Like with self-acceptance, I would say, you know, to give it back to the earth, but not because you're throwing it away, because you don't want to throw away those parts of yourself. What I would do is to take that, uh, that piece of obsidian and bury it in, in your garden, uh, where, or 
bury it at the base of a of a big tree because then that the earth will take the energy in that stone and transform it. Mm-hmm. And obsidian is just a good one to use for that um, because it will only, you know, leach that energy back into the earth for transformation. So if anyone else picks up the stone, they're not going to absorb your stuff from it. So then take a couple of deep breaths and hold the rose quartz in your left hand or in your receiving hand and allow yourself to get very comfortable. Um, and then meditate on the color and the weight. Uh, feel it in your hand. And then uh, just kind of know that that stone's a representation of your heart. And then pour all your love and self-compassion into it. Um, you can even like take the image and let the, the feelings that you have when you're with someone you love, let those feelings flow into the stone and then see yourself as part of that. You know, and when you are done and you feel like it's full um, of all of this energy, um, I would take that stone and keep it in a safe place. You might want to carry it on you in your purse or your pocket, or you might want to place it on your altar um, charm bag. And then just take some time for yourself. Um, maybe journal some of your thoughts. And um, whatever you're struggling with, uh, with, whenever you are feeling that struggle, self-acceptance, hold the stone in your hand. And remember the feeling um, of acceptance that you had flowing into the stone initially. And so that's my simple um, ritual for uh, (laughs) self-acceptance. I think that is awesome. I really do. And I always (laughs) love working with stones. I mean, and I'm not, you know, I'm fire and air and water. So, you know, there's no earth in my chart. And I obviously the, the fact that I am surrounded by all kinds of different things in terms of stones that I buy or that I have or that are out in my spiral, stone spiral or whatever, it's just that's beautiful. Thank that that was great. <laughs> I'm just like <laughs> thanks. Yeah, yeah. It just you know it kind of makes me think of some of the different um, things that you could do um, as part of a self-compassion ritual. And mm-hmm. I you know probably you know starting out with a cleansing and compassion bath. Yeah. Always good. Yeah. Yeah. Might want to Definitely. put a little honey in there, a little salt, maybe some lavender. Um, I, I always like uh, Rose of Jericho, like using the water, because that's supposed to be uh, for kind of being uh, transformation. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's interesting. I think you could, yeah. Go ahead. You could do a honey jar to yourself. <laughs> You know, yeah, now there you go, especially. There. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, there are just, there, there are things that, I mean, when you just, it's like watching my grand, you know, I say this so much now, but I came here to be with my granddaughter and my daughter, mm-hmm. and um, I am amazed at watching this individual growing, but how she just plays Mm. with things, you know, Mm -hmm. and we forget 
you know, we get into adult playthings, you know, and I really suggest, you know, there are so many neat toys that are out there. Like my, I got my granddaughter this, they're, they're geometric plastic magnetic tiles and you can build things. And um, oh. some of them have carts. You can, you know, I have a cart as a base, and then you can build these different things. They're triangles and squares and rectangles and, you know, but they have these little magnetics in it, so you, they kind of just come together. So it's not really, mm-hmm. it's very safe, but it's really great, and it's fascinating. I mean, every once in a while she's <laughs> built stuff and left them on my dining room table and um, there's a whole city there, actually. And every once in a while, I'll move something and it'll fall apart, and I'll go, "Oh my God!" And I get into playing, and then I suddenly want to just rebuild it. It's like this is so much mm-hmm. fun, and we forget as adults that kind of simple play. It has no bearing. It's never going to look like a shoe, you know, like a building building <laughs> because Aww. it's got all these shapes. But it's so much fun. So yeah. you know. That oh, kind I love of, that. Yeah. yeah, it's just, mm-hmm. I, I get so excited because I'm like, oh, you know, and, and I think that it's because there, it's without any kind of judgment or rule that says it must look this way. You must put this together, like even crocheting or knitting <laughs> or things where you follow a pattern that says you do this and this. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I think that we as adults should learn from our, you know, from that perspective to do that for ourselves because then we, we, we become joyful again and we, we start thinking of ourselves as, oh, I'm creative and, oh, this is great because we're without trying to judge what we're doing. So something like you with the, the stones, who's judging? You're taking this stone and you're doing this and then right. you put it over in this other stone, you do this and there you are. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. It's Yeah, I wanted so I wanted something simple and yeah. <laughs> I love what you were saying though about just kind of like seeing things through the eyes of a child and just being, mm-hmm. you know, innocently playing and putting things together and creating something. If we could, you know, just get into that <laughs> I mean, what better way to focus on self-acceptance but to, you know, look yeah. the way a, a kid does. And, you know, um, I, there – go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, I – oh, no. Um, I was going to say I know that uh, we're getting close to the end, and I know you had um, a quote that you wanted to share. Oh, oh yeah. I got so excited about the magnetic tiles. That's, that's become my <laughs> new major in life. Um, yeah, it, it actually, it's funny because it came across from somebody that is a Facebook mm-hmm. friend and they like to put quotes out. And this is by Louise mm-hmm. Hayes and that's H-A-Y-E-S. Mm-hmm. And she's written several books and, you know, healing books and all kinds of stuff. And she said, I find when we really love and accept and approve of ourselves exactly as we are, everything in life flows. Joyous self-approval and self-acceptance in the here and now are the keys to positive change in every area of our lives. Wow. <laughs> That's the foundation. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Wow. So, yep. So yeah. That was why I wanted to say because it was like, yeah. Huh. Well, I feel like we're getting towards the end here, and I'm um, starting to feel like I'm finally all the way here. So I apologize to anyone if I sounded a little off. I do, you know, people that do like major flying and you have to go through big time changes and stuff like that. I don't know how they do it. Um, but I have had a good time <laughs> just talking about, you know, um, this whole theme this month with, um, with mm-hmm. looking at the shadow, self-acceptance. Um, I was wondering, did you have any um, any final thoughts before we end? No. No, I think, honestly, mm-hmm. we said it really nicely. And... Um, <laughs> There, you know, tools. There are always tools to to help. But I think, you know, I'm for for what we've done, and I know we're, you know, we're getting to our, our time. So I'm for letting me just say I don't have anything more. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, we should say our final goodbyes after. Uh, I'll just say, join us next week for a discussion on um, connecting with the underworld dark goddess for transformation um and until then which on which well and which boldly and never again the burning times how about you alvira i'm just gonna go blessed me (laughs) baby okay all right bye-bye bye Bye, everyone (laughs) bye-bye Thank you for listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio broadcast on the LMC Radio Network. Our podcast airs live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Central, and is available for download. Questions or comments on this show or ideas for upcoming shows can be sent to our website at witchpriestesscauldron.com. That's witchpriestesscauldron.com. Until next time, merry meet, merry part, and merry meet again. Blessed be.